Season 6 is now in session here at the Wonderland, so welcome back everyone, it's great to have you here, and great to have your ear for this, the 89th episode of the show. And you might be interested to know that during the hiatus, in the interests of audio quality as well as workplace health and safety, we've had Wonderland Studios not only completely deep cleaned, disinfected, renovated and redesigned, but also completely updated with fully automated state-of-the-art equipment in order not only to bring you, the listener, a pristine and unparalleled listening experience, but also to make workplace accidents a thing of the past. Additionally, to keep the work environment 100% safe, the studios have been moved to a secret underground location in a different part of the country, just to make absolutely sure that nobody can turn up for work. Because, hey, no employees, no industrial accidents. Right? Exactly. Phil Bogan, eat your heart out, I say. Now, I've got a very, very important theory to talk about on today's show, and it might even be the most important and serious thing that I've had to talk about since the show began two years ago. And I'm not even joking even though I might be. But it's so important to me in this moment that I absolutely have to share it, and I want you all to think very clearly about what I'm about to say, once I've said it. Now, as we all know, there is no better place for a good theory than theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome to Theory Time. So anyway, a very good friend of mine brought my attention to this particular thing recently, and when he did so, I could not believe what I subsequently read about it. It is, in essence, mind-boggling. How many of you heard the word theoacetone? Probably not that many, I'm guessing. Well, theoacetone is a chemical compound which is essentially harmless, but one which makes people vomit instantly because the smell of it is so unbelievably disgusting. Kind of like a skunk multiplied by 157. Now, I want to state categorically that this is not a joke. It is an actual thing. Even more surprisingly, there is evidence on record that governments and military scientists have dismissed theoacetone as a candidate for weaponization with the excuse that it is, quote, too powerful, unquote. Too powerful? Compared to what? Like, what does that even mean? How can something that won't kill you, but that will simply immobilize you and make you vomit uncontrollably, be too powerful? As in, uh, more powerful than a gun or a bomb? I mean, am I losing my mind here? Okay, so, you know, let's put this in perspective. Let's imagine that trying to prevent the invasion of a country, let's say, for argument's sake, uh, the Ukraine, by, let's say, Russia, could be addressed by dropping this particular chemical on invading troops. Now, it wouldn't kill them but it would immobilize them to the point that they wouldn't be able to function other than to vomit uncontrollably because of the smell. Where is the problem with this? 
nobody's dying. And that raises the bigger question. Do we have to see success in international conflict resolution only in terms of the number of people killed? Well, that, sadly, is a rhetorical question, uh, because obviously we do. And clearly, anybody fighting a war in which no people are killed isn't doing it properly, are they? On top of which, I don't think anyone in history has ever received a Medal of Honour for making people chunder. I personally and honestly believe that this needs to change. And if I had my way, ladies and gentlemen, I would see to it that the only weapons manufactured or available anywhere on this planet are merely buff-inducing. Look, billions of dollars and millions of lives would be saved because armed conflicts would suddenly become a lot less interesting to those involved, although military laundry budgets would probably skyrocket. A small price to pay, I'm sure we'd all agree. This is what I know. Theory time. And that's it for our revolutionary and somewhat disgusting smelling edition of Theory Time. And speaking of disgusting, something that hopefully isn't disgusting is our next segment, Song of the Day. And in today's edition, we are proud indeed to feature the latest addition to our stable of Wonderland-approved artists one of my current favourite acts and one of Germany's best-known progressive rock bands, RPWL, from Freising in Bavaria. Now, RPWL has been around for a while, since around 1997, I think. Um, so far, they've released seven studio albums and nine live albums, and today we're going to hear an excerpt from a track off their latest offering, Tales from Outer Space, and this is Light of the world. Take a listen. Light of the world. I am looking for the answers we never know. Light of the world. Can you bring me through to shadows getting short?
taste of light of the world from rpwl and if you'd like to hear the rest of that song and the rest of the album or indeed any of their other albums do check the guys out on any of the major music streaming services and their official website which is www.rpwl.net now there comes a time in every show where we take a deep dive into the bottomless ocean of comic contemplation. And that time has come. So, fasten your seatbelts and get ready for some more. Good Times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. And how are you, Kev? I'm great because it's a new season, Jeff. Oh, it's a brand new season. It's so great that... I thought it was going to be cancelled. No, no, but, no. But you brought me back. I did bring you back. So, I actually had to perform mouth to mouth. So actually, no, I didn't. Folks, thank God, because <laughs> it was really, if, really uncomfortable. Look, if I had to have to, if I'd had to do that, uh, we would have just cancelled the show. In any case, Ken, <laughs> you would have just can't. No, you, you, the show would have gone on. It would have just on. would have cancelled me. Just cancelled you, which is you know. I'm always on tender hooks. You know, at the end of the season, I go. I wonder if he's going to want me back or not. But, but hang you on, know, did like, you say tender hooks just then? Tender hooks. I did. Well, that's not the expression. It's tender hooks. Tinter I did hooks. say t- tender hooks. Yeah, yeah tender. It's tender no, when you're tinter, hooking you. Tinter, it's tinter, tinter, not tender. Not tender or tinder, it's tinter. Is it tinter? Like, it tinter? Tinter, is it? I believe Isn't so. that a website when you're looking Actually, for, you know, looking no, for I chicks think, or I think, it is, I think it is tender hooks. I think you're right. Anyway, if yeah, folks, write in and tell us, tell us what the hook word is because we don't know. We've got no bloody idea. Exactly. We now, have no idea about hooks. Now, Kev, speaking of language, and we kind of are right now, I've heard a lot of people say mm. that, that like English is a difficult language to master because, you know, some of our slang expressions are, um, you know, a little bit tricky. So in an effort to be helpful, Kev, I will sometimes explain yeah. to one of my non-English speaking friends you know, what a slang expression means by, you know, trying to get them to think, to think about it in a purely physical situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, like, like as if you're explaining it to like, like an elderly relative or something like Uncle Bob or something, you know, exactly. Except in this, in this case, it would be Uncle, let's say Uncle um, Manuel because he's from Spain or Siegfried, (laughs) you know, anyway. For an example, Uncle Otto. Well, Uncle Otto, yes. Now, it, it, now let Could me be. just explain, Kev. You know how people talk about you know, the elephant in the room, right? So here's yes. how I explain it. What if you worked in a zoo and you're working in the pachyderm department and the zoo is undergoing, like, you know, a redesign and there's literally an elephant in the room needing to be put somewhere and you've got other things to discuss with your colleagues so you talk about those things and not, not about the... the Anyway, what about that, Kev? What do you think about that? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know what dorms have anything to do. Like, I, I packed my my clothes to go to my dorm oh, first time I, I was in 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 uh, yeah. in university. But what is it? Pachyderm. 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 Yeah, pachyderm. 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 Pachyderms. Pachyderms. Or pachyderms. Because derms and germs and and things. Yeah. Are all part so of it. So pachyderm is what you're telling me. A pachyderm is. 
An animal with a long nose. What is uh, it? Kind of an elephant, basically. And big feet. A big feet. So why don't you just call it an elephant, Jeff? Oh, well, we could. Call you know? it. We could if we wanted to, Kevin, but do we want to? Is there not, is there, what, I'm, what I'm trying to find out is, okay. is there another animal in the land of, you know, in the genus, I think it's called, or genus oh, of geez. pachyderms? Is there another is there another animal in that, or is it just elephants? I think it's just... To which I would say, why don't you just call it elephant? Look, well, it could just say elephant. I was trying to sound clever, but clearly it didn't work. Did it? Didn't <sighs> work? No, sorry, Jeff. Anyway, God, Jeff. anyway, look, but, you know, here's another one. You know how we'd say, you know, well, I'm just trying to wrap my head around something. How can you possibly explain that in yeah. a physical way? You can't wrap a head. A head's a round thing. It's no. not wrapping paper. Or it's not string, is it? Can you, ex- can no, you just no. give me some light, Kevin, on this one? Wrap my head around that yeah, one. Yeah, can you wrap How about it? like, uh, come on. How about how about this one, just unpacking? Like if somebody says something, well, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's just uh, look at it. I'm thinking, man, I'm not going on a vacation. There's not a lot to unpack. But what, what, are you ta- what are you talking about? Okay. okay you you it- hear that a lot of, in, in the American side, you know? Okay. What well, there's a lot to unpack of, in that if, What if you've got a lot of dermatological goods and you want to pack those dermatological goods somewhere where there's an elephant nearby? And there it is. So, you know. Now, there's a lot to unpack. There's a hell of a lot to unpack, Kev. And, um, and I'm pretty pleased with that. Now, okay. So, how are we going for time, Kev? Have we got more time or have we run out? I don't know, Jeffrey. A little bit worried about the time? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. I'm just In my books, we have like two minutes oh, left. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. So, here's another subject. Saving energy, Kevin. Big thing these days. Because, you know, Kev, thing. we do waste a lot of energy, don't we, in terms of, you know, electricity, gas, etc., etc., and that, I don't know, but if you don't use it, somebody else will. Well, actually, right? you mentioned this the other day to me, Kevin, that physical fitness actually creates energy in the person, does it not? Being fit. It does. does. Right. It actually does. So, I mean, you should know that. You're pretty fit. Well, I'm also in airports a lot, as are you. Now, if you are mm. in an airport and suddenly you're aware of people standing nearby that you don't know and holding their phones next to your person, what would you... What would you conclude from that? I would conclude that um, they should just go to the nearest electronic store and buy themselves a battery charger. But they're doing you know, it because one of those radiating energy, Kevin. You're radiating it, and it's charging their it. phones. It's charging their phones. You are a human well, phone charger. Well, Skipple, Skipple, isn't in that Skipple? There's, Skipple. There's, there's, there are bikes that are attached to this this charging thing you can put your phone on it and charge your phone by actually cycling well so you can get exercise and charge your phone can you skip if you're in skipple can you skip and do the energy thing if by skipping well you if it's called skipple well, you listen, must be able to kevin come on really you can just skip the whole idea jeff what about that what yeah, about that that's, that's a very good idea let's do that good times with big jeff and little kev and little Kev and myself will return with more good times on the next episode of The Wonderland. So beware. Now, how many times have you been in a situation with friends or colleagues or family and there's been something that you desperately wanted to express, either an observation or a criticism of some kind, which you know is perfectly valid, but you think about it and a little voice in your head says, No, you can't say that. Well, you might think that that little voice is full of bollocks, but I would beg to differ. At least if it's one of those situations where to say what you think, even if it is 150% true, 
is really not going to have any positive outcome at all. None. Bugger all. So, if you will indulge me, I'd like to examine this area a bit via our second or possibly third favourite regular segment, Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. I think that even my mum, despite her memorable catchphrase, always tell the truth, would have thought twice about being upfront and open and honest with a person about their questionable behaviour or decisions if she felt that things might go pear-shaped as a result. That isn't to say that there aren't times when speaking up is a bloody good idea. The trick is to know which times are which. The reality is that almost nobody appreciates unsolicited advice or unsolicited criticism no matter how wise or constructive it might be. And yet, don't we have a duty to our friends and family to help them avoid disaster when we can see that it's inevitable? Well, actually, no, we really don't. But what is important, in my view, is to recognise an SOS when we see one. And I reckon that's getting harder in an age where we're routinely told that we can be anyone we want to be, do anything we set our minds to and overcome all obstacles if we just believe in ourselves. What's interesting about that rather cliched premise is that, in theory, it's not too far wide of the mark. The really hard part, though, impossible for many, is the believing in ourselves bit, especially as it sounds super easy. Well, it's actually not, and pretty much anybody who's made a success out of anything knows that it usually takes quite a lot of falling off the horse and getting back on again. I believe that most of us are not good at failure, which is an inevitable part of a process of life, of success, or on, you know, your way to success, as in not good at accepting it and not good at recovering from it. So perhaps that's what we should start getting better at. And maybe to believe in ourselves is simply a matter of not giving up, no matter how many times we fail, but also staying open to different ways of getting to where we want to go. Meanwhile, those well-intentioned souls among us who bravely put their foot in it with the excuse that they were only trying to help need to get better at knowing when and how to lend a hand, when to talk, and when to shut up. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And on that hopefully helpful note, we say au revoir to Thought of the Day and The Wonderland for another fortnight. My thanks as always to all of you out there for listening, and of course to little Kev for his wit and wisdom on our Good Time segment. As for me, I'll be back in two weeks' time with a brand new show, so stay safe out there until we meet again for yet another ride through the Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Gotta come back.